Welcome to another earth-shattering edition of the My Colony Podcast. I had the pleasure earlier today to do another uh, sit-down question-and-answer session with members of the NAS Discord server, and we recorded it, and I'm just going to go ahead and play that recording to you. This is about My Colony 2. Enjoy. Welcome to the uh, My Colony 2 interview. Uh, here we are with uh, Bast, the uh, developer for My Colony 1 and other applications from the APAPS uh, website. And we're, we're, we're happy to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, so here I have a few questions for the uh, My Colony 2 game, and I'd like you to uh, answer a few of them to help us give a more better vision of what you want the game to be. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, it actually helps me as well because um, I don't always know what to put in the game, and uh, the more feedback, the better. Right. So we have a few questions ranging from uh, gameplay to the framework of how it's going to work. And we have some subjects ranging from the resources to utilities and the settlements and nations of what can be put into the game along with the environment and such things. Uh, so um, do you know how the uh, resources of the my, of my Colony 2 might work in the game? Not exactly. That's, uh, that's kind of the hardest one for me, and it's the one I'm trying to figure out right now, but I'm kind of leaning more at the moment to making it more similar to the original My Colony. Uh, there, there's a lot of fancy stuff I could do, but at the same time, I don't want to change the game so much that it doesn't feel like My Colony anymore. So what I'm thinking is the resource will just be tied to each player, kind of like it is in the original, and right, that'll kind of be that. All right. So, do you think there will be like any special like kind of resources that might be treated differently, or do you feel as if there will be they'll be all treated the same in your mind? Well, well, I hadn't thought of that. It's easier to treat them all the same uh, from a programming standpoint. Yeah. So, I mean, at first, I think they'll probably all be the same. And when um, the game starts getting further along and we mess with it, start playing it, um, then maybe things will change. Mm -hmm. All right. So do you, do you have any idea of like any kind of non-renewable resources in the game or do you expect them to be all renewable? Like, for example, uh, you could have a non-renewable resource in the ground, let's say, for example, coal. And uh, if there wasn't, there, there is an infinite coal, we, we know this, and I wonder if this will be represented in the game. Yeah, it can be. Uh, I mean, one of the things I don't like about the original game is, you know the gold generator, the ore generator, stuff like that, where everything's infinite. But at the same time, you kind of have to have that stuff or else you get stopped. 
from playing. Right. But well, the benefit of this one is with the infinite map size, you can expand out further and further to find more resources. So I think because of that, we won't really have to rely so much on the buildings. I can just create resources out of thin air. And instead, um, it'd be more about going, expanding out and finding more resources and building up the logistics to get them back to your settlement. Oh, right. How do you uh, think the uh, logistics part of the game will work in that matter? Like, do you, do you think, uh, like, rovers will take them from point A to point B? Well, see, that all ties into the resources thing. I kind of wanted to have, um, originally, the resources work somewhat like utilities, where uh, you'd have to set up these networks to get resources from point A to point B. Um, but I kind of got the feeling people didn't like that approach. So, I, I mean, if you think about it, if the resources are just tied to the player, like I described a minute ago, mm-hmm. in that sense, the logistics don't even matter because you have all of your resources uh, as soon as you harvest them. Oh, so I don't know. That that's pretty complicated how how that's gonna work out. Of course. That's the early planning stages. Mm-hmm. All feedback is welcome when it comes to resources and logistics. All right. And with the resources and logistics uh in mind, like uh with buildings also, do you think the game will lean more into a micromanagement or a more macromanagement type of game? Oh. Well, see, I, I don't know. I, I personally kind of like the micromanagement type stuff. But also at the same time, like I said, I don't want to change the game so much that it doesn't feel like my colony anymore to people. So, I mean, that's another thing where I, I don't even have a solid plan. I mean, we're just going to figure out what feels right when I start building it. Right. I've heard like some, I, I've listened to some parts of the uh, first interview and you said some things about like, uh, util like utilities, right? Um, mm-hmm. How how is that going to uh, work in my colony too? Well, I think the utilities ought to be tied to a settlement. All right, and I think it would be neat if you can make a some sort of conduit from one settlement to another, where one settlement could then sell their excess capacity to another one. So you could have one area that was totally dedicated to generating electricity, and then make money by exporting that to other settlements. <clears throat> well, so that'd every, be a neat. Well, everything be tied to the player's settlement. All the utilities will. I don't know about the resources because you also have to be able to start a new settlement somewhere. And hmm. and also I don't want I mean, to me, it makes more sense for the utilities or the uh, resources to be tied to a settlement. But at the same time, just for being a game that's fair and fun, I don't want you to log in one day and find out that 
another player has spent all the resources in a settlement. A like trust system based, you know, if, if you trust the player enough to tie resources together, maybe that could be a consideration. Yeah, and it, it's it's tough right. with the trust system. You know, there's always that guy. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, 95% of games are going to be one player, right? Yeah. Most people, that's how my colony one is. Most people don't play online. They select offline game. Most people don't make an account. They just play. Right. But, I, I, I personally prefer to play my colony one in single player so I can totally understand that yeah and that's what most people do um but the people that play multiplayer and online are also the most active and the most vocal and and also the people who are going to be a troll about it are the ones that play online so that's that's my reservation with having the resources shared i technically like the idea and i think it makes more sense and it would be more fun the the reason i am leaning towards resources being just player based is just to um kind of cut off some potential headache in the future where problems arise right i mean the less moderation that's required in my opinion the better yeah uh what what stage do you think the uh game is in right now stage of development and uh what functionality has been added till now well well, first of all, what I have right now is available on yeah. my website for people to test. Uh, you can't do much at the moment. Um, I got some of the rendering code done. I got a couple of the um, building voxels in there just to test placement and stuff. Uh, and that's then I haven't worked on it anymore for the last couple of weeks because I've been doing other stuff. So the next thing I need to do is implement harvesting and resources and figure that out which is kind of the biggest part of the game so once that's implemented things are going to start going a lot quicker um i haven't put any more buildings in the game yet because there's no structure in the game to assign a cost to them and to build them and so there's really no point in adding a bunch of stuff until the base structures in there so that the resource is really the next thing i got to figure out and once that's done, things will really start moving along. Right. As with the resources from My Colony 1, uh, it's the beginning of the game is usually just moving a rover around, uh, collecting the uh, rocks and whatnot, and uh, getting the resources from them. And as for My Colony 2, you said you're unsure how you're going to approach that. Yeah, I think it'll look similar to the player. Um, I I thought about other ways of doing it, but the, having the rover go out and harvest the deposits, I think, is the easiest for the player, and it makes more sense for a new player. It's you can see it happening right in front of you. Um, I had I had originally thought of having just all the resources underground, and you do uh, some kind of prospecting to kind of see what's there. But um, that I think that's going to be confusing for people to do it that, like that that actually might be a sound idea if if later down in the game for i don't know more effective mining who knows and 
I think honestly, this is my personal input on the uh, whole resource extraction idea. I feel like you could end up having like mining extractions that like that actually affect the terrain if you've mined enough. Because since this game is in 3D, uh, you can expect uh, if you've maybe extracted enough resources, you could actually visibly see that in the terrain. Yeah. No, I thought that same thing too. Like you build a mine and it actually cuts out of the ground around you. Yeah, something like a quarry. Yeah. No, I I, I like that idea. I like that uh, idea. But do I do you... think at the beginning it's the harvesting is going to be similar. And um and the main reason is when you start a game in my colony, you, you have nothing. You need to get ore right off the bat or else you can't build anything. So mm-hmm. you got to start with a rover and you got to be able to go out and, and harvest at least to build your initial buildings. Yeah. Do you feel like there how, how will the uh, tutorial work for the uh my colony 2 game? Uh, it's going to be thrown in at the last minute. I'm, I'm not very good at tutorials. Maybe so it's probably, it probably won't be great. Maybe you could uh, have some people, like experienced testers, maybe help you with that, help with the uh, process of making a tutorial so it will be more polished, more explanatory and whatnot. Yeah, anybody who wants to help with the tutorial, that's great. I don't know if it'd be easy to... Because, I mean, everyone feels different. When I download a game and the first five minutes is like pop-ups, do this, do this, do this. I hate that. But some people probably like that. So maybe it should be in there and optional. I, um, I, know, I know some kind of games. They have a, they have a tutorial button uh, for new players if they want to engage in a tutorial in the first place. Uh, all the, otherwise, they could completely avoid it. Yeah, I've also. The, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The, but I was just going to say the my thought on the tutorial. What makes it a little more difficult on this type of game is that nothing. It's designed in a way to be completely moddable and customizable, so that the tutorial itself needs to be able to be generated automatically based on the content that's in the game, unless it's like a video that you can go watch. Oh my. That's what makes it difficult because it the game's being written in a way where it's just kind of a shell, an engine, and it runs completely off of the data files that are attached to the game, um, which is what's going to let it be super moddable. Right. And it makes making a tutorial more difficult because I can't like hard code a tutorial into the game. Of course. Uh, will there be any limits on modding? No. No? No limits? No, it's going to be totally moddable. Um, and when you make all your modded content, you're going to be able to export it into a um, file that you can distribute, and people can double-click on that file, and it'll launch My Colony so... to, and play your modded content. So in theory, you can make a whole separate game based off the engine. The only limit is you have to own the full game to play the modded content. Right. That's actually very nice to hear because I know a lot of games really get very, very uh, 
popular in their own right because of their modability. It's very uh it's a very good thing to plan ahead and see what you can do with the modability of a game. Yeah, so all the tools that make the game I'm building into the end game editor. Um nothing's hard coded at all. And when when the game starts, it searches for all the data files that have been created with that editor, and it loads that. Even the title screen is customizable with the modding tool, so it's 100% moddable. Well, this makes me uh, really excited because I'm actually a modder on some other games, I, and I've shown some interest in My Colony 2. And some other things is... Well, since I'm hearing that you can mod a mod basically every aspect of the game, it's it's really getting me excited on the whole possibilities that can that people can work on. Especially since that you've said uh that it can be done in game with an in game editor. Yes. Yeah, the only tool you'll need is the in-game editor and the well the voxel paint app if you want to change the graphics but you can literally delete all the existing content from the game and create an entire new game if that's what you want to do uh since the game is in 3d uh and models are too consequentially uh will there be like support for like other 3d file formats other than the voxel paint format Probably eventually. Eventually. Uh, not off the bat. I mean, everything that ships with the the non-modded version of the game, it all has to look the same. It has to have a consistent look to it. So um, now I've, I'll probably use the same engine to make other games. Like I want to make a uh, game kind of based on... Uh, you know, conquistadors colonizing the new world eventually based on the My Colony 2 engine. And that might have totally different graphics. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll have to add that into it. All right. So do you, how will, do you, uh, oh goodness, um, how will uh, biomes be implemented in the uh, uh, world? Because I heard like in My Colony 1, there are multiple <clears throat> planet types. And as I've seen from, playing a bit of the my colony too there are different kinds of worlds do you plan on like making biome generation like in there or is it going to be like my colony one where it's just it's a single biome spanning an entire planet no there is um bio generation in there i actually started messing with it if you look at the um i only have one biome in the game which is if you go to the water world map and scroll around long enough, you'll find little desert areas. That's uh, that's my testing for the new biomes. Uh, a biome will be able to have different resources, different terrain objects, different um, different colored ground, stuff like that. And the way it works is when it's the game's generating a new chunk, it looks at the surrounding areas and it has a there's a percent chance for each chunk to be generated as a different biome. And if it's touching a similar biome, it has a greater chance of being that one. So similar ones are connected. Anyway, 
none of this is important. There's an algorithm to pick biomes and the support's going to be in there. And I'm assuming this is also going to be modable. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, let's see. Well, since uh, like this is later down the line, I don't know if you entirely have an answer for this. Uh, but since there's a, do you plan to have an in-game like editor for mods and such? How easy will it be to add the content used for the game? Like for anybody, is it going to be from ranging from people who understand how the uh, engine is working, whatnot, to essentially maybe anybody could try and add something to the game? How, how is I'm, that? I'm, I'm trying to make it easy to to use. I mean, of course, it seems easy to me, but I also know everything about the game. Um, I mean, my goal is so that anybody can be able to make mods. It's also one of the reasons why I have the very basic and very easy graphics models in there so anybody can make them. Yeah. So uh, I, I hope mods are developed for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think you have uh, any different music planned for My Colony 2, or is it going to be the same of what you've seen from what you'd see from My Colony 1? Oh, if, if there's anybody out there who knows how to make music and wants in the game, please send it to me. Uh, all I do is I troll through royalty-free websites to try to find sci-fi sounding music. I I'm, have no skill in music myself, so I'm basically limited to what I can find that's free or to what people give me. So All that's right. that. If if you know any music people who want to help, you can send them my way. Well, I'll, if I do know anybody, I can hopefully help you out with that. Awesome. Um, let's see. Will the uh, player be, have the ability to mod using any outside program? Well, sure. If they make some kind of program that the the entire mods are encapsulated into these data files, which you can export from in the game, and you can look at them. And if someone reverse engineers them and makes their own editor, that's fine with me. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, so. Anyways, so for the settlements and uh, nations of the game, like I, a huge part of my colony one is the colonists that operate the colonies. Uh, how do you think the uh, colonists will uh, work in the game? Well, they're going to be similar to the the newer, the post 1.0 my colony one, where they're kind of just simulated in the background. Um, basically each settlement has a population number that is going to be controlled by an algorithm in the game. And then uh, each settlement is processed separately. It figures out what buildings have residents, what jobs have workers. Um, the settlements will kind of communicate with each other to figure out migration from one settlement to another. And from the client standpoint, they're just going to see basically fake colonists running around the settlement based on the population of that settlement. 
All right. Uh, what 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 would be the language used in for mods? You know, uh, because some people have been wondering about that just now. Well, the the actual data files are a compressed JSON file, so you can really make one with any text editor. All right. Anyways, uh, when 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 the game's all done, I can put the specifications for all the mod files on the website so people can look at them. Um, the th I'm I won't do it now because they're changing frequently while I work on it. Of course, but it's structured in a pretty easy way to understand. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, how the uh, government aspect in my colony two work? Yeah, so I think that's also going to be separated by settlement. Um, so I think of a settlement as a city in my colony one. And so the policies that you set, the rules you set will be for that particular settlement that you're in. Mm -hmm. um, if there's more than one player in a settlement, uh, whoever founded the settlement is going to have control over the rules for that settlement unless the control is transferred to another player somehow. I have I don't have that mechanic figured out in my head yet. And so different settlements kind of have different laws. Uh, colonists will move from one to another based on where they get the better deal. Maybe different um, settlements can combine together to form a a little nation. I I can see that happening. Right. Uh, this question stacks on to the one I just asked. Uh, do you, do you think uh, the government aspect of uh, my my colony two would be like, let's say uh, we could have like a couple settlements like be classified as one area, and you could have it all following the same laws, so you don't have to go in every time you make a new settlement and set laws exactly the same for every other uh, settlement. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that can happen. I, I don't have any problem with that. Maybe, maybe a player can have a can set a template to every time they make a new settlement. It follows these same rules. I mean, I, I haven't thought that all out yet, but anything to make it easier for people, I'm fine with. Yeah. Uh, so, as with the. Uh, governments and such you think like uh multiple opposing colonies could be on one server or planet and they could have diplomacy yeah i i do think that i think that should be in there that that's kind of that's kind of what i'm going for mm -hmm. uh speaking of diplomacy do you think there will be any kind of uh, potential warfare involved in this game. I so kind of. I, I do want to have some kind of combat in here. I know I was against that for my colony one, but I want to be able to do um, like a world that already has inhabitants on it that you can kind of go and take over the planet from them. So. So I got to figure that out, but I, there's a potential for warfare, and if it works from 
player versus AI, then it could just as easily work between players. All right. Um, but maybe a server owner could set it to be either peaceful or, you know, not peaceful. You, you also don't want... Because this game has a potential for your settlements to keep running when you're not in the game because they're hosted on a server. Uh, and I don't want somebody to come online and find that their settlement's been destroyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a difficult uh, way to put it because, to be fair, that is entirely the case sometimes and some people just might get angry from that. And I feel like that would just be a case of well, if you're in this server, then you you have to expect this and whatnot. Yeah, like you could have servers that don't have combat. You could have other servers that do, depending on what the player wants to partake on. That's entirely up to them in choosing on what they want. And, anyways, uh, this kind of reminds me of the whole entire colony structure. Uh, is there any limit on the uh, verticality of buildings? Will there be like some sort of height limit? Mm, I, I don't think so. So I mean, I mean, there's no point for a super tall building other than looking cool. But if somebody wants to make one, and it can be in there, wouldn't uh, have having taller buildings uh, essentially allow more? below sections of a building to produce more resources or is that not how it works no uh i mean the building itself is the model for it is just the aesthetic of it all right um the, the height isn't going to change anything all right i see uh hmm. Do you, uh, how would the uh, population function? Like, if I wasn't keeping an eye on the population and then there's a death wave or a birth boom, whatnot, uh, how, how would you be able to really prepare for that? Well, let's see. Yeah, if, if you're away, you're in trouble. But I, I kind of, Yeah, I I don't have a good answer. Uh, I, I, just because I don't have the population implemented yet, so I don't know exactly how it's going to work. I, I mean, I mean, I think births and deaths will probably be slower than my colony one. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, other than that, if you're playing one player. Nothing's going to happen when you're not in the game. Right. When when you're on a server, yeah, that something can happen to a settlement when you're gone and then you're you're just out of luck. <laughs> I don't know what I can do to prevent it. I mean, who knows if this game gets popular, you could probably let the modders do it. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I mean, I know some games that actually have had great mods released for them and they actually asked the modders to incorporate into the main game uh because you know some games have some problems and if, if the mo if a modder can do it then just 
incorporate the mod into the base game if needed be. Well, that's kind of my hope for this game is that it would be easy enough to create content that people would, and I'd be able to just incorporate their data files right into the game. Right. Uh, let's see. How, how will saves work in this game? Like, can you, uh, like, just take a save file, whatnot, uh, and send it to another person and everything's there? Yeah, the the uh the the device that's the server of the game is the one that can do save files and you could export the save and put it on another device or back it up or do whatever you wanted really right so if you were if you were on a server like if you if you didn't host the server but you were partaking in it would you still be able to save from the server and have your own copy of the entire world I don't know. I guess I can make it where you can make a backup copy, but but in general, the client does not have a copy of the game on their device. All right. So the only way you would actually be able to save is through the server, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But when you start a new game, you are the server. And so. If you're just playing single player, everything is saved right on your device like normal. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, do you, uh, since this game is in 3D, uh, how do you expect the camera controls to work? Well, um, I mean, you can test, you can try out the beta that's on the website for kind of an idea. It, I try to make the camera work fairly similar to the original My Colony. So anybody can um, switch from one to two and not feel totally out of place. You well, kind of start out. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, well, in my person, if I'm going to put my input into this, uh, the uh, kind of uh, switching from one button to another, it just feels a little bit unnatural if I were to play on a computer. And I I'd get it if it would work on mobile because, you know, the button's there. You can press it whenever. It's, it's better to use it on mobile because you don't have much controls on mobile as you do with a computer. But as with other simulation games on a computer it has it take it takes advantage of multiple buttons and controls to affect the camera and whatnot and i was wondering if that was going to be like an idea for uh my colony 2 especially like if there's differences in controls and ui from one platform and another taking advantage in its strengths of each one yeah, well, I'm fine with uh, whatever people think works best for moving the camera. I'm fine with. I mean, like you said, there does need to be a button on mobile, but on desktop, it could be, you know, maybe left click does one thing and right click does the other camera mode. But I mean, that's fine with me. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
how do you think the uh like the uh ui and hud will be structured like is it going to be similar to my colony one where there's just a sidebar full of buildings uh a top bar for resources and whatnot it'll be similar um but i don't really like the top bar with resources just because i like having a lot of resources in the game but i don't like having them all on the screen Right. Mm, so I need to think of a better way for that. Uh, but you, I mean, you need to see the resources so you know what you have and you know what you can afford. But I don't like seeing the resources. I mean, <laughs> I had an idea originally just to make buildings instead of cost resources, cost like money or cost building materials or something. Like, so you don't, and just so you don't have to look at all these resources. Like but, maintenance, really. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I need to think of something that looks good, but still has all the information. I, I don't like getting... I mean, some of the resources in the game are in My Colony 1 are pointless, but yeah. a lot of them aren't. And it it adds more to the game to have more resources and different resources unlock different types of buildings and access to resources as a way to control the progression of the game because you can't do this until you've unlocked this resource and so on. Right. But I, I, but I also don't like the top bar that takes up five lines <laughs> or, or more on mobile. Yeah, that can be quite cumbersome, especially to mobile users. And there could be substitutes for it, but they may not be immediately clear it's one of those things where uh you can leave it to the modding community and see if they can figure out something yeah but i'd like to have a right you know for the actual game too mm -hmm. well things can be researched and whatnot yeah that's anyone listening if any ideas you have on resources just please put them on the forum because all this stuff is, it's really one of the base components of the game, and it's the part I'm stuck at right now, and that's the part i got to figure out soon. And so uh, suggestions and all this, I would very much appreciate. Well, a suggestion somebody just made is uh, minimize resources and tie everything mostly to money. Uh, so you can just keep an eye on money, and you can have separate resource stats for like more grouped up resources, more generalized things, just so it takes up less of the uh, screen space. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if someone could flesh out how that would look and work, let me know. And the, the point is put the idea out there and get feedback because uh, it's, it's such a core part of the game. It, it's hard to just change with, without people not being happy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, how will money function? Somebody says. Well, in my colony, one money is just another resource. And it might be similar in this one. Although I was thinking uh, each settlement should have an account with its own money balance. Uh and when a settlement collects taxes, it goes into their own treasury instead of for a player. 
See, my yeah. thought was there would be a separation between settlements and players where settlements do the government stuff and collect taxes and the player does the business stuff like they operate a factory and they get the resources and profits that that factory makes mm-hmm. and maybe a settlement will take a cut of the profit from a factory oh so uh, like maybe taxes will be beneficial for the greater my colony experience uh, in a way, I'm I'm saying is uh, like you could probably like set a settlement's tax rate, and they'll they'll probably be more benefits with more taxes, uh, especially on the businesses. But thing is, you're kind of uh, putting a burden on the business side as well because you're going to have less money because it's going to be taxed. But the benefit of the uh, government side of things having more money could be an indirect boost to other aspects of the game. That's right. So, I mean, a player will decide if they want to build a factory, do I want to put it in this settlement that has super high taxes, but it's a beautiful place and they got a lot of happy people that will be happy workers, or do I want to put in this other settlement that doesn't even have a police station? So my factory might get robbed, but there's no taxes. Oh, yeah. And this kind of reminds me, uh, since you've said from the previous interview that you want the game to operate more on a statistic-based field or whatnot instead of uh, action-based and what you've seen the game, because... uh, in my colony one, I've seen like buildings, they operate like they they have like this they have a time bar that it takes to fill up and then it'll generate a resource. And it, it feels it feels like from my input and my perspective, it feels a little inefficient, especially at larger scales. Since in my head, that just makes me feel like that every building is being accounted for. And each action of the uh, progress bar of a generate of a resource being generated being completed is sending like information to the system, whatnot, and that could be optimized for my colony two, maybe. Yeah, well, that is how my colony one works, and um, that's that's one of the things I wanted to change. It's going to have to be a lot more efficient because potentially there's going to be a whole lot more buildings in a server, like. One one idea I've had, especially when I was planning my own things for like a project of my own, but as I'm saying, uh, there could be like, let's say multiple of the same type of building instead of like accounting for each of the events of every one of those buildings, you could just take the uh, resources of maybe one of them and uh, just multiply it by the amount of buildings there is and have it set at constant time it'll deliver and whatnot so it's all expected during this one time and it's not all running on separate clocks yeah um i like that the the only thing and i don't know if the game's gonna work like this i'd originally thought that um like how a building would work would kind of be based also on its location so if you had a refinery 
for example, what it does is based on if it's close to ore deposits or, you know. So, like, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but another thing, of- another aspect of that is each building, like, you, you got to know how many workers this building has and that's determined based on how many houses are nearby and how many uh how happy the workers are how much crime is in the area all sorts of things so i don't know it but i could also my colony one updates all of its statistics uh pretty much every cycle which kind of slows it down. And I don't know if everything has to be updated that frequently on my colony too. I don't feel like it should. And that's what I've been thinking, especially like for some aspects of my colony one, but that's outside the scope of what we're talking about here. Um, Like for example, uh, you could fix the problem of sacrificing uh, maybe like some, uh, like some of uh realism or uh what you call it like i'm I'm just going to go with realistic realistic uh approaches to the game like how many ores nearby in a refinery how many people are working it out uh by taking the amount of buildings you have at, like taking the average of what they might do what they might be producing because the thing is the player only produces the player only builds like so often it they don't build every cycle so it doesn't need to be like constantly updated so once the math is figured out of how what the approximation of every building sums up to you get an average and therefore you have a more accurate reading instead of some base value for every refinery out there yeah um yeah i i don't have anything to add to that right now except i mean i just that's a part of the game i haven't even started working on yet but it is going to have to be made more efficient than my calling one and there's going to be a lot of tweaking on that to get it right yeah anyways um, How was something? Uh, critical. If you go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I had a question regarding like what exactly is the role of the player? Like, is the player like uh, what uh, role the player is playing? Is it sort of you know a government? Is it sort of a, a company? Uh, or like who is the player? Because then this would actually really clear up the thoughts of uh, what resources we are going to deal with. Uh, so yeah, have you any thought anything on that? Yeah, it's kind of a oh, it's kind of a mix because you as a player you're like an I'd say kind of a company that can found cities settlements. I kind of think of you as like a uh, <clears throat> like an early you know colonial. You know, when Spaniards showed up to the New World, they were like adventurers, but they founded cities. And then, uh, so basically, took, then we have sort of yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, 
Well, that's, um, yeah, that's just what it is. You, you're kind of an individual that is, is building up this thing and you can, uh, you can found, found cities, but you can also run businesses that make a profit for yourself. Yeah, so we basically have two aims here, as I'm seeing, is to make profit and is to, uh, you know, make some sort of habitable space for people that are coming in. Yeah. And then give them some sort of work. So I'd say that tying everything then to resources would be uh, really easy, like uh, like tying everything to the money. Because then you would be functioning as a company, so you'd be looking at those sort of statistics. And then we can actually, the math would function through... Uh, uh, that sort of uh, maybe perspective uh, and the resources then can be you know I think this was suggested on the forum I'm not sure but there were basically these uh, two types that I've seen is one is what we have in my colony where we go on building storages and uh, it uh, pumps out the factories just uh, pump it out based on what they have uh, another which I think even I had suggested in the last time was um, have this um, constant rate of production for each of these producing buildings uh, and based on you know sort of if you are transporting them or if they are following these particular you know, guidelines then uh, so we have iron ore and we have smelting factory let's say the iron ore can uh, based on its location as you had said that you want it different uh, we can have you know uh, some sort of uh, that it has this much production capacity capacity per hour and then uh, for all the different different i know uh, these you know uh, we can just sum them up rather than based uh, based on the tick cycle or anything that such so it would as well i believe reduce the computation power on the server side well yeah see what i kind of wanted to do mm -hmm. was kind of similar to what you're talking about was um the resources themselves are kind of tied to the settlement similar as a utility and the player just has money and um you know you can build a factory somewhere that but if that factory requires ore and there's no ore net ore coming into the settlement then that factory doesn't even do anything um and so everything is kind of based on the inflows and outflows of resources on the actual settlement. And if yeah, the settlement and needs more resources, they can trade with another nearby settlement to bring resources in. Yeah, and the so only we can actually maybe even remove the concept of large storages as per, per se, like have some sort of uh, really... Uh, small uh, storages and let's say only uh, based on the consumption and uh, this uh, what do you say supply and demand then uh, that would work on. so even if the settlement has let's say absorbing capacity of let's say only 200 maybe the factory has an output capacity of there is no demand for it yeah exactly and so then therefore the factory is using less input as well yeah. Um, <clears throat> and all the and again, though, the, oh, sorry. sorry. The the problem I see with that method is again, what if another player starts building in your settlement and uses up 
all the capacity and then, you know, you can't do anything. Mm. Although to be real, most players are probably going to just want to do their own settlement. You know, and I believe even uh, maybe if we can have uh, a bit more variety on the base resources and a uh, fewer variety on the tier two and tier three sort of resources, mm-hmm. then if you even run out of one sort of you know uh, resource, then you can move to maybe next one or something of that sort. So how? Uh, how do you determine what? you can build you know what i mean if the resources are tied to a player as in traditional my colony then what you can build is based on what rovers you have and what resources you have yeah <clears throat> uh, i'd say just like base it on money because your company uh, you will have the money you can throw the money and build it uh, uh but on apart from that like, are you talking about the output or actual building of the uh, this? Building? Well, if everything, if all the buildings are based on money, does that mean mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, all buildings are available and whatever you can afford is what you can build? No, then we or, can stuff like research, maybe, like, I believe there was already, uh, then that would uh, move into uh, diversifying the gameplay itself. So research can be tied to the player and yeah. your your ability to build stuff is based on your research, perhaps. Yeah. And so like basically what I'm suggesting is have only things which are based on utilities. So maybe you have certain utilities, like, as I'm thinking, I'm just thinking out loud with you as well as, uh, you know, have water, electricity uh, and uh, those basic utilities and money is, of course, uh, sort of functions like uh, that. So if you have it, then only you can, uh, or else you can't. So based on those, even research is some sort of utility, maybe, can be used in that way. If um, so, if there's a uh, settlement, and you want to build, for instance, a refinery, which requires ore as an input. If there's no ore coming into the settlement at all, should the refinery even show up as an option? Uh, you can say it can show up as an option, but then it would be a failed investment by the company. Yeah. We'll see. Um, what we're talking about is the way I wanted to do it originally, because yeah. I think it'll be easier and more efficient. Um, I kind of got the feeling on the forum that nobody agrees, or <laughs> a lot of people don't. That, that w- it would be a big change to the game. Indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's not. Yeah. It uh, still has to feel like, like my colony. Think, if uh, we can think a bit more on the role, and if you get some sort of idea of what exactly your player is acting as, maybe like. And then it would give a lot more clarity in, on the resources and how they can be managed. Yeah. Right. Hmm. All right. Well, I feel like, uh, like, along with the resources of the game, 
personally, if you tied everything to money and uh, have buildings operate based on money and what buildings you can place down as with technology, uh, I just don't entirely agree with it personally. It's my, it's just my perspective on a settlement space builder, whatnot. And I'm sure, I'm sure it can work. Although I do, I don't know how I would see it work personally, but yeah, it could, could end up working nicely if implemented well. <clears throat> the good thing about the resources is they are a method for progression in the game. It controls, and it, it, you also have a kind of a sense of accomplishment from it because you didn't even know these other building options even existed until you went out and built this infrastructure and found these resources. And I like that about the first one. And it also kind of controls what you can build and what areas and so forth. And when everything's money-based, as long as you have the money, you can do whatever you want. There, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's got to be a way. Well, if we look like, we, we can refer to a lot of things that happen in the real world if we want to see what can be done. Because essentially, money is just a representation of the value that we have that we can spend into getting resources out of it. If we were to have a money-based uh, building kind of thing, then essentially what we're doing is essentially buying resources, but it's not very noticeable by the player. Therefore, that's assuming that all resources are available at all times, and it doesn't even take an account of how rare a resource might be over time and whatnot, because that goes into economics. Right. Well, it could be that you go to place a building, you can place whatever building you want, but it is built based on your ability to get the resources to the building site and pay for the resources once they arrive. And so Maybe you're building something that requires uranium, and there's no uranium anywhere to be found. Uh, mm -hmm. So your building doesn't show up until you can somehow get a uranium to the building site. I don't know. Yeah. Another thing I just don't particularly understand about the whole money-based situation would be uh, if you were to make a let's say a oh great uh, if we were to make a building that would say like uh would oh yeah if we were to make a building that i don't know let's say generates uh like steel from ore and and the thing is since everything in this game sense would be money based all the player sees is money uh then what would the building generate? It wouldn't generate steel. It would generate money. You're basically playing a some si some sort of like cookie clicker game, except based on money. It's like a oh, you made you made like game similar to that. It was like Colony Tycoon or whatnot. It was just it just makes money. 
it's you, you use money to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't see the kind of uh, playability in that kind of range because the thing is, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those situations where if you, use money to build things that make more money then it just feels kind of less engaging than if you were to know that you'd have to manage all these resources rather than just one single resource that loops back in itself yeah no i i agree it in in a way it makes it it takes a lot of the the complication out of it Maybe not, but you know what I mean. It it dumbs right. it down a little bit. Yeah, and a lot of people would be kind of opposed to that for the reasons that might be present, and it can also have more things that just some people might not think about. It you never you never actually know until it's seen in practice. I know. Um. Yeah. And we, you guys all seen on the forum, we kind of hashed this thing out there too, is kind of why I determined to make it pretty similar to My Colony 1 in terms of resources. Right. Um, and that kind of takes, it uh, takes away a little bit of the uh, logistical aspect of it because you just, you have your resources and you build what you want with your resources. But I do think that'll be more familiar to people, and people who play the original game will it'll make sense right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we've been talking about the resources a bit. Uh, like, how would uh, would life support in uh, colonies, for example, like would that be kind of treated similar to utilities, or would that be more like a resource? I think probably a utility. Utility? Because <clears throat> how can you stockpile life support, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Oxygen tanks, maybe? <laughs> but at the same time, water is a resource in the original. I think that might turn into a utility. Um, right. But... But... Yeah, I don't know. Like, if it makes sense for it to be a resource, like it would actually be used for other things. Um, but I think something that has just one use makes more sense as a utility. Like, you know, power. Oh, that kind of reminds me. Uh, like in My Colony 1, uh, the metrics used for energy and bandwidth is just a single number. And this is just kind of this is kind of a more visual suggestion. Uh, do you feel like uh, it would be like more fitting if you were to use real world metrics like I don't know kilowatts, uh, uh, megabytes per second as those metrics instead of just numbers? Yeah, that's a good idea. I can add that pretty easily. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it it would it would just feel like it would make the uh, atmosphere, the game, just feel a little bit more like 
to this world instead of just oh you have a hundred power yeah it's a hundred power <laughs> no i agree that's a good idea hmm well there is there any functionality to move resources from factories to settlements or one factory to another no well i mean it depends how the resources come out if if it's just player based then i, I wouldn't even bother with that that'd be okay. just another uh another thing it's, people had to dig into just instant stockpile and uh remove technique like my colony one just there right yeah yeah okay so do you, this is this is going to be a different subject uh how how do you think uh, the impact of settlements on the environment would work in this game? Like, would they create pollution or things like that? Pollution, yeah. Like, well, I hadn't thought of it, but there, pollution can certainly be a deal in the game. Like, the, it could have, like, negative effects. Like, it would, let's say, if you have, like... A line of factories all polluting, and you have like residential near them, like housing. Uh, pollution will go into the ground. It'll make the workers unhappy. The workers are unhappy. The factory works slower. Yeah, like, it would. It would create an interesting challenge. Yeah, I like. Uh, I like that. There can be different kinds of pollution in the game. Kind of like there's different kind of resources. Like uh, and, ground uh, pollution, water pollution, uh, air pollution. Yeah. And maybe you can build a building that cleans up a certain class of pollution. I was thinking trash could work in the same way. Like a residential area produces trash. But if you have a waste service, it'll clean up all the trash in a certain radius. I know that uh, like games like... Uh... Let's say I I think I played City Skylines. Have you have you played have you heard of City Skylines before? I, I have it on Steam. I've only played a few minutes of it, but I, I've seen it. Right. Well the game, how that operates is like there's a bunch of heat maps which you can follow and it'll tell you how the city is working and whatnot. There will be other things in the city like for example on the topic here we we're talking about trash they have like a trash heat map which will which will basically show on the ground it'll it'll highlight which tiles are polluted and whatnot and it'll show where the problem is and service buildings will actually help reduce some areas of it yeah i think that same concept could work for my colony too yeah, instead of like uh, calculating maybe per building uh, for the uh, underlying tiles and whatnot, because if we're if we were talking about a three D engine where there's you you have to take into consideration verticality and whatnot, mm -hmm. may, maybe it's more suiting to just focus on the ground tiles. And if a, if the if one building pollutes it'll start affecting the tiles around it and uh, buildings built on those tiles would be negatively affected by such. Yeah. So would, would the pollution 
add over time. Like if a factory creates five pollution, would it be five now and then a few turns, there's five added to it? Like it, it would probably be additive until there is a point in a logistic curve where the rate of dissipation of pollution is exactly the same as the factory making the pollution. Right. Because let's say uh, one tile will remove one pollution like every turn. And if a factory produces like, let's say, five tiles, it'll, it'll take the pollution to cover five tiles before it equals zero. So even if you delete the factory, it's going to take a few turns before the pollution dissipates. Yeah, like it does in the real world. Right. Yeah, um, I'm I, I'm good with that idea. I like it. And same could be said for air pollution, except what the interesting challenge for air pollution is, since it's more, it's one of those things where it'll spread out like very, very wide. It doesn't just stick in the ground and stay there. And if you were to make an air pollution mechanic, it would probably be like the low ground pollution, but it would actually be able to interact with surrounding settlements. Yeah. So it technically can work to the engine the exact same way. Uh, you know, it can just have a bigger radius and... It would just have to take into account that there's different settlements that could be affected by it. And... So the pollution will have to be calculated just outside of the settlement. Uh, yeah. Separate from a settlement. Probably, yeah. <clears throat> like, if there's a settlement, like, that's previously been shown, it'll check if any surrounding settlement is giving that settlement pollution and vice versa. And... One thing I kind of find funny is is if if there is a situation where some settlement pollutes too much, some other people might get negatively affected by their settlement. Therefore, people will oh no, if they're trading with them, they might negatively affect their colony value and whatnot, incentivizing like solutions for pollution and whatnot. Otherwise, everybody faces the consequences just because this one person won't pay attention to their pollution. And it's those kinds of features which makes interesting problems that players can solve and work together on. Yeah, I like all that. Um, I agree. Because... Heck, maybe like if there's warfare, if that's even considered like a viable thing in some server. <laughs> you could go to war with somebody because they pollute too much. They want to clean up their act, so you just clean it up for them. Right. Yeah, that I like that kind of stuff. I mean, it adds a whole other dimension to the game. But it really turns into a whole different kind of game in a way. Yeah. It's one of those uh, features where... If implemented correctly, it adds a whole new layer of depth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And as we were speaking about the uh, atmosphere and uh, 
air pollution and whatnot. Will there be like any special like atmosphere composition incorporated into the game, or is it going to just be like a like at my colony one where it's just a resource and it gets added? Yeah, I, I wasn't even planning on having the atmosphere and the terraforming and stuff. I, I was just going to leave all that out. Right. Uh, as it as you've said before, like uh, it's more of based on earlier technology and uh, not really at a development developmental stage of civilizations where they could just change entire planets at will. Yeah, and it's just the. Um, I mean, a game can only have so much in it and there's if if the environment's also completely changing uh i don't know i i I like the idea in a way but i there has to also be some kind of focus to it i mean in my colony one the the terraforming if you if you think of the life of your colony it happens in the first few days and then it's not even a mechanic of the game anymore is right. there really a point to devote people, all this time and to putting it in there people have suggested that like even i've heard about these suggestions earlier like oh gosh what am i going to do with it when there's like millions billions of atmosphere in my colony and you're planning to add like some bad mechanic to it and yeah it's it's not there yet or i don't think it's it's probably not coming. no well if i add it so many people's colonies are going to be ruined right it's it's kind of one of those things where you you need to have it figured out before people's saves just get completely annihilated i know because let's say the effects might stack the more atmosphere there is all of a sudden, you have this one colony that's literally a gas giant, and <laughs> it's not even a planet yeah. anymore. It's just a literal gas giant. And what what what's going to happen to them? Like, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I to me, I just soon not worry about the atmosphere. Like that. That's a perfectly. That's perfectly fine. You could. Leave the atmosphere out. If if some modder really wants to like incorporate terraforming, they can on their own terms. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Ooh, okay. Um, do you think there will be like any natural disasters in the game? Oh, there could be. <clears throat> I, I didn't have any planned. But, you know, kind of like the uh, volcano, whatever it's called, Lava World, and the first one has eruptions. I mean, that's an extreme example. But there could be weather or, you know, fire could break out, things like that. Alien attack. I feel (laughs) like that's more like a diplomacy kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, you're polluting your planet too much the aliens are going to come yeah so there there could be disasters um like it'd be further down the line when i got to that point 
because it can be implemented i'm sure uh as as you said, you wanted this game to be a shell for modability and whatnot. And as the developer of said, as the developer of the game itself, <laughs> you're essentially going to be the best candidate to mod the game, right? You know, you know all the ins and outs. Yeah. And of course, uh, let's see. Well, okay. Okay. Uh, well, I feel like we've gone through most of the most of the question, like if not all the questions I've had. So, if anybody wants to uh, leave a question in the text channel now, would be a good chance to do so. Yeah, ask away. Hey, Best. Hey. How's, how's the uh, servers going to work a little more in depth if, if you have that thought out? Like, um, say if I host one and Critical Hero hosts one, how would they communicate with each other, especially with all the mods and everything going on? Yeah, so to the extent that there's going to be communicating between servers, like if there's some kind of galactic board of trade deal like my colony one uh that will only work with non-modded games so if a server has mods installed it's not going to be communicating with other servers well unless maybe unless they both have the same mods installed yeah, yeah. that's what i was going to suggest because a lot of games they tend to say, oh, you cannot connect to the server or you cannot join the server unless you, the client, and the server have the exact same mods. And it can work well, the way, the server, right? Yeah, so the way it already works in there, um, when a client connects to the server, it checks the data files between the two. If they're not synced up, the server sends its copy to the client so they can join. So you could join any server, no matter what you have installed on your own device. Now, but if there's a centralized MyColony2 server for for anything like the one in MyColony1, modded games are not going to connect to that one at all. That, that'll just be for the vanilla game. Um, if servers want to set up a relationship between each other that should be possible and that should be up to them okay but for a for a centralized thing that i host it would just be unmodded copies of the game okay now what if somebody starts a decentralized one that's not modded will it still be able to connect to yours yeah yeah well so what what mine would be would be a different type of server from an in-game server it would be it would simply be something like the Galactic Board of Trade or um, whatever else the server does. Like it keeps stats for all the different colonies out there. Um, you know, facilitates trade between servers. That that's all that would be. <clears throat> it wouldn't be like an actual instance of the game server running. Uh, just because that'd be expensive to have so many players on a single game like that. 
All right. Uh, somebody asked, uh, will there be griefing? Probably, unless, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how it works. Maybe a building can only be bulldozed by the owner of the building unless they've been offline for months. Right. But other than that, for a person hosting a server, the, the moderation is kind of going to be up to them. So they yeah. can they can set rules in that regard, and uh, if and you can assign other people to be moderators of your own server. Oh gosh, this kind of reminds me. Uh, imagine anarchy servers in uh, my colony. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there, no, there's going to be all kind. There are no rules. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody else has asked: Will there be locked servers? Yeah, like you can set to private. You can have a password on it to only certain people can join, or you can set up only people with an Ape Apps account and these usernames can join. You'll, okay. you'll be able to lock it down. Like you could have like a password and people will join via the password. Yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody has asked, is the optimization going to be somewhat better specifically for mobile and how? Yeah, it should be. So one of the differences between the first and the second is the uh, My Colony 2, all the processing takes place on a different background thread, whereas in My Colony 1, the rendering and the processing all happens on the same thread. So mm -hmm. it's separated now in this game. And in fact, if you're joining a remote server, none of the processing happens on your device at all. So the only thing your device is doing is just displaying the game in which case it's more like a thin client. So I, I suspect it'll run quite a bit better. I mean, uh, what a person could even do, you could, if you wanted to play on mobile, you could start a, your own private server on your home computer and just sign into it from your phone. And so there's a lot of options, but even if you're doing the entire thing on your phone, I, I think it's going to perform better. Okay. Uh, let's see. Somebody asked, what's the future for My Colony 1? <clears throat> oh, it's just going to get less updates. I mean, I might, I, I don't plan on adding any big new features to My Colony 1. I might add some more buildings to it and whatnot. And uh, bugs will be fixed and the server will stay online for sure. But I don't plan any big changes to the game. Oh, shoot. I saw a lot of questions. Okay. Uh, what will the uh, in-game chat look like? Like, it's visual style. Will it be the same as My Colony 1? Or will you, like, have a different art style for the UI and game chat in general for My Colony 2? Yeah, it's going to look like... Um, I actually kind of have that part in there already in a preliminary preliminary form it's it doesn't have the slide out ape chat window that my colony one does uh it's but it does have in the bottom left corner the the text that shows up and you can press the i think you press t on the keyboard to start typing and there'll have to be a button for mobile to let you start typing okay but yeah 
Uh, how are the servers going to handle hundreds of players on one planet, if that's even possible? Yeah, that that'll depend on the the host and what how powerful their computer is, how much memory they have. Um, it, I don't know how many servers would have hundreds of people playing at once. I, I think that would be a rare, a pretty rare thing. You never know. Maybe you never know. Game, right. Maybe the game will be like one of those big hits. Who knows? Because simulation games, if done right, can very well be like one of the best things. Um. Yeah. It, I mean, if it was a really big hit, I'd be able to afford to get somebody to help me solve that problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. From the uh, all the ads and premium sales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, will there be like any type of resource synthesizing? Because uh, since we talked about earlier in the uh, interview how there are going to be non-renewable resources, uh, do you feel like there will be like alternative buildings and uh, resources that might use a renewable source, a different kind of resource later on in the game? Well, maybe if. If there's resource synthesizing, it'll be a lot less and um and a lot more rare. Just it was necessary for the first my colony because you can pretty easily run out of resources pretty early on. Yeah. On on this game, there's no really there's no limit to the size of the map. So you can always go out and find more resources. Yeah. So I don't so I don't think there needs to be, you know, the the ore fracking building that just produces ore forever in the same spot. I, I don't think that is actually uh, necessary. From my experience of playing some other kind of management games that use non-renewable resources, uh, it can get a little tedious having to drop what you're doing just to make and set up a new mining area and have all that done. So maybe if there's some, oh no, repetitive technology that increases the efficiency of mines who knows because i know some games after their tech tree is ended they give the tech tree like cursive like repetitive technologies just Mm -hmm. so that the technology part of the game isn't just thrown away as soon as it ends right um we'll, we'll figure out I mean, there will be a lot of testing going into this to do something that makes it feel right. So, I mean, that's just something we'll find out. Okay. Uh, Will there be, like, a difficulty ramp to the playing of My Colony 2? Going from early to mid to end game? Will things get more complicated and or more difficult? Well, I think it would just just on its own. Just having more people to take care of, having more settlements that you have to look after. I think will necessarily make it more difficult as you go on. Okay. Uh, somebody has asked: Are there going to be modular buildings like the one building attached to? each other there could be 
because I don't see why not. I know some games, uh, although not really in the simulation setting. It's more like sandbox games. Uh, for example, you could have like a power setup where you have some building that burns coal. It takes the heat, outputs CO two, takes the heat, boils water, turns it into steam, runs it through a turbine with each part of it having a separate building. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there could be buildings that have to be built as an attachment to an existing building and that, you know, upgrades it somehow. I don't, I think that's fine. Yeah. I feel like, uh, if you would have like, like I know some games actually like not games, but mods of games, they actually make, uh, more, they make more efficient buildings that take existing resources and the challenge here, instead of, uh, the traditional challenge of, oh, where am I going to get the resources to power this? It's going to be, how am I going to make a good design that will be worth the, like, will it be worth the effort to get the extra efficiency out of this building? Or will it just not be worth it? Right. Because well, yeah. it sets up an interesting challenge for the user. It gets It gets the user more engaged depending on if it's if the if the reward is good enough for going out of their way to figure out a method of setting up these multiple buildings yeah no i like that idea i'll uh i'll see what it takes to add that to it that should be pretty easy <clears throat> all right uh somebody has asked uh, are upgrade trees possible upgrading buildings uh, yeah i think so Okay. I mean, we kind of had that in the first one. All right. Okay, let's see. Is there anything else? Uh, okay, where, is, where are the uh, questions? They're all over the place. <laughs> hmm. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, where that question I was locked onto was just there a moment ago, and now it's gone. Uh, Goodness. Okay, okay, so there we go. Are you looking to implementing physics? Like you were talking about waves landing, waves on landing on water, like the rover landing on water makes waves. Like, would it be hard coded or would it actually have physics? Um, I mean, if to the extent that there's physics, it's not going to be very complicated. Um, I, I, mean, I thought, I sorry, yeah, you know, it, it's just you know what I want to spend the time working on and putting all the effort into. I don't mm -hmm. know how important that is to the actual game. Well, I don't think it's that important. I just feel like the same effect could be achieved with animation. Yeah. Because who's going to care if the rover is bobbing up and down and not, oh, gosh, it's uh, all of a sudden sinking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyways.
Uh, I don't think, I think that's all the questions we have. So if anybody else is willing to send a question right now, uh, I'll cover it. We'll cover it. And uh, after that, we're, we'll be done. We're off to lunch. I guess. <laughs> Me, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm. Going once? Uh, I don't see anybody typing, so I think that's going to be the end of it. Uh, it was nice having you, Vast. Uh, yeah, good to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us here today for this uh, interview. This interview, <laughs> this hopefully cleared up a lot of the questions uh, questions we've been having for the past four months by now i'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. or yeah. added some more maybe <laughs> add some more who knows we'll figure that out in maybe a third interview yeah later down well, hey, I, I don't mind doing the interviews so whenever it uh gives me good ideas on you know where to take the game and um what mm-hmm. i should be working on so it's good um I'm going to be doing a lot more work on My Colony 2 in the uh, weeks ahead. There's just a few other projects I need to update before then, and I'll be back to it. So there should be changes coming before the end of the month on the beta. So keep the lookout for that. Okay, I will. And I'm sure many others would as well. All right. All right. Yeah, it's nice having you here again. Uh, Well, I think that's the end of it. Okay. Well, thank you to everyone who listened, and uh, thanks for uh, you know everything you guys do. You guys and uh, the server here actually help the community quite a bit, both here and on the forum. So that's appreciated. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's the end of it. Let's make the bot leave. All right.